Now in studio in the stressless this morning is Ben Mayer, Melanie Keebler. Melanie, good morning. Good morning, Frank. Nice to see you. Thank you so much for being here. Of course. All right. So uh, last night, City Council authorized an 18-month contract with Shepherd's House Ministries. So for what and how much? And tell me all about that. Yeah. So we have a facility on Franklin, the former Rainbow Motel, that we purchased um, a couple of years ago. And wanted to use for shelter and had been using for some shelter while we renovated our other hotel that we purchased with Project Turnkey Funds. Um, That was completed. Those folks moved into the Stepping Stone Shelter, and we had not had the funding available to reopen Rainbow as another shelter. Last night, we authorized a contract using ARPA dollars from both the county and the city to get that open at least for the next 18 months so that we can start moving some families and some medically fragile people that are waiting in our congregate shelter to get into a better situation. And Shepherd's House is agreeing to run that shelter for us. Okay, about how many people will be served there? So there's 50 rooms, and they are of uh, varying sizes. Some of them are um, have multiple bedrooms, so they can fit different types of families or people that might have a caretaker with them. So it's going to be a good space for people to enter into the system, get matched up with this resource, and then Shepherd's House to continue to provide them services, just like they're doing at our navigation center. You've got some numbers for me as far as cost? Uh, so yeah, the the contracts for about 1.8 million, which is those um, ARPA dollars. We were hoping for some additional funding from the governor's emergency um, homelessness money that didn't come through. We are still hopeful we can make that happen, and we'll continue to look for funding to support this shelter. Um, it's a really fairly cost effective. It's um, under fifty dollars a night, um, actually fifty dollars for twenty four hours, and that includes being able to stay there as well as all the services and food and everything that's provided. So um, we want to continue to, to use these resources to get people sheltered and then get them moved on to better housing situations. That money you mentioned from the governor's package, there's supposed to be some money available for the central Oregon area. Mm-hmm. Has that all been spoken for yet? No, we don't believe so. And, and we're still kind of working out the details. Things were kind of fast moving this week on when that was going to be announced and how it was going to come out. So we're continuing to work with the uh, Central Oregon Intergovernmental Council, which is helping to handle and get that money out, and with our other partners in the region to figure out how it's going to be spent and if there is a possibility for us to receive any in it, of it, any of it. Um, there is some kind of bureaucratic rules and a little bit of red tape involved with it that's been a bit frustrating. Um, so we're trying to just run up the chain that it's important to get this money out quickly and get it on the ground so people can be helped. Okay. I don't think I want to ask about the bureaucratic rules because it probably just confused me. No, <laughs> we'll skip that today. <laughs> um, for your public comment period, you had uh, some interesting folks show up. Yeah, we have have some uh, now for a couple of meetings, we've had some advocates as well as some folks who are actually living on Hunnell Road come to our public comment period. And they're just very concerned that if um, folks are asked to move, where are they going to go? And the themes that we heard last night from the people who are living out there is that um, folks are working, folks are trying to get by and survive. They don't know where they would go if they were asked to leave and that they really want the city to be thoughtful about if there is a closure of Hunnell, there has to be another resource or somewhere for them to go. And, th- and that is what we're working on and continue to try to partner with the county and other other partners on as well. And that's part of the reason why we are enforcing part of our camping code up there, which is the place and manner, trying to keep things clean and orderly and keep the right of way managed. Um, but we're still working on a solution on when a closure might happen. And that's the question of not if, but when, right? 
Yeah, I think that it's not a sustainable situation for anybody up there, and that includes the folks living there as well as the neighbors and the neighboring businesses. It's it's a road. It's not meant to be a place where people live permanently. So we really need to find other solutions for people to go um, that's not that situation. One of the points that you continue to try to bring out and get people to realize is that a lot of these people who are here and in homeless have been in Bend for years and used to actually have houses. Right. So we had as part of our presentation from our housing team last night, just an update on our point in time count, which is our yearly count of folks experiencing homelessness. And they also asked people, you know, how long have you been here and how long have you lived here? And um, a, a large, shockingly large amount of people have been here for more than 20 years and have found themselves unable to keep up with rent losing their housing situations, and now they are homeless. Um, and only a very small percentage have moved here in the last three months. So it really is a lot of the people are our neighbors or are people who have been here a long time and are being priced out, um, which I think leads us into our next topic, which is talking about just supporting more housing for our area. Tell me about what your plans are. Yeah, our other um, big agenda item last night was our middle housing program that we have been working on not only on the policy side, you know, seeing how that we can improve permitting times and make our processes smoother to get housing built that people are already building, but we've also set aside half a million dollars to see if there's ways for us to incentivize what's called middle income housing, which is housing for people who make too much money to qualify for traditional affordable housing, but still are not able to find something that they can afford in our community. And typically that's 80 to 120 percent of our area median income is what you would call that middle income band. So we talked last night about getting a program going and exploring what solutions we um, can find from our people that build homes and from our community to invest this half million dollars in a way to get that type of housing built and get it built more quickly so that that group of people in our community has more options of what they can afford. I would imagine that all starts with the cost of land. Yeah, it could be used for supporting um, cost of land. It could be used to support you know, fees, or it could even be used to help housing that's already in that band stay affordable instead of having rents raised. So we're open to creative ideas and are going to move forward with exploring this as sort of a pilot to see if it's a good way to help leverage those dollars into something that our community really needs. Are you looking for public input? We have had a small group of... Um, of stakeholders helping us sort of make an idea of this program. A lot of the folks are involved in our affordable housing committee. And then we're going to be moving forward um, with putting out a public request for proposals later this year. And then that will come back to our affordable housing committee and to our council. So there'll be options for public input at both those periods as well. Okay. So nothing that's going to happen real fast, but an an exploratory idea because so often there are so many people that are right on the margins. Mm -hmm. Exactly. Yes. And so we, we want to try this. We'll see how it works. And if it is a huge success, we, maybe we can invest it in again in the future. All right. Housing still the number one issue. Oh, absolutely. Yes. Um, and I think we're also hearing a lot of from people about, you know, construction and transportation. It is sort of construction season and our city manager highlighted there's a lot of paving that's going to be happening in the next month. So people can look out for that. Um, if you've been down 15th, we have our new 15th and Wilson roundabout open and some nice smooth pavement there. Um, so just asking people to be patient around town. We know there's a lot going on. There is indeed as always. And uh, for the next, I won't see you again for about another two or three weeks. So mm-hmm. what's on your calendar coming up? Yeah, our big item is next week we are doing our budget meeting. So Monday and Tuesday we will meet with the budget committee, which includes members of the public that are part of the budget committee. And we will go through each section and come up with a budget and then finalize that in June. All right. Mayor Melanie Keebler, City of Bend. Great to see you, Melanie. Thank yeah. you so much for being here. Thanks, Frank.